This is the Frontier Podcast, powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at The Frontier Pod. Oksana Shmali, scientist-turned-technologist, currently leads IT strategy and architecture at Grange Insurance, where she led the DevOps transformation company-wide. In this episode, Oksana and Ledge chat systems thinking, organizational scale, and how creative, multidimensional employees make the difference in high-performance companies. Oksana gets super meta showing us how fractal theory can help us understand complex human organization. Super fun, geeky stuff right here, and you do not want to miss out. Oksana, it's great to have you on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ledge. It's a pleasure uh, to be here, and I uh, thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Great, great. It's good to have you on. Would you mind giving a, just a two or three minute background introduction of, of yourself and, and your work so that the audience could get to know you a little bit? Sure. Um, I think that the best things to introduce myself is to say that I am a scientist who, um, by um, way of life, became a technologist or an engineer. And uh, I spent uh, the last 20 years working with uh, smart uh, software development engineers. Um, I built some software. I also lead projects. Um, and um, in the last three years, I got an opportunity to actually do various things. I came to do the uh, transformation in uh, testing for test engineering uh, to um, convert our manual testers to automation engineers. And then um, I think it was a logical continuation and I led the software engineering uh, task force to improve and implement different processes and tools to support um, development process. And then um, I actually started the DevOps movements at my current company. And I think all of that is really comes from uh, my uh, overall scientific background and desire to learn, uh, as well as build connections and truly think about how all of it comes together. And I always think about system. So I'm an also system thinker, um, which leads me to uh, different books and topics that I am also interested in. Yeah, and you and I talked about a, a particular book that really set off your interest in thinking about the, the scale of the, the organization. Yeah, please talk about that. That's, that's really sure. interesting, the way that you've been thinking about that uh, holistic you know, systems thinking in right. your work. Right. Um, so um, I was kind of fortunate to uh, discover this book um, called Scale by Jeffrey West. I highly recommend anyone who um, um, likes uh, a little bit of science. And um, Jeffrey West is a great um, uh author uh, because he explains concept easily and it's um, a very interesting book because he compares uh, living organisms, cities and companies and there is uh, underlying laws that he describes that explains how and why um, um, organisms live and die and there is a limit of uh, age and um, what really um, uh, made me mostly interested is uh, his ideas around the companies. So the companies are like living organisms. They born, they live, and then they die. And uh, we know that some companies live five years, some companies live uh, uh, 10 years or 50 years. And there's really few companies that live like 500 years. There's one company in Japan that really uh, (laughs) existed that long. And so my um, ideas was, uh, or my interest was to understand, so why 
some companies really live longer and some uh, don't. So if you think about companies, there is three components. One is companies have to produce value. They have to compete in the marketplace. And then um, there is there should be an underlying uh, organizational structure that support um, networking and information uh, dissemination within the company. So when I look at that and uh, compare uh, the structure, the network, uh, with the idea of um, uh, cities. So within the cities, we also have a huge network. And that network is actually, it's network of people, infrastructure, you know, our roads, communications, etc. There is uh, all kind of networks exist within the city. And um, by nature, th- those networks are, are fractals. Um, for people who don't know fractals, so fractals, it's really is self-repeating um, uh, systems or self, um, uh, self-reproducing re- re- systems, sort of. So visual, if you imagine the tree, right, each branch um, similar to the big branch, and it goes to the smaller branch. Um, and then it's all kind of connected and interrelated. And then when you look at the branches, for example, they all have crinkliness. They are not smooth. Uh, they are not um, uh, flat. And uh, fractals usually characterize with that additional dimension that uh, they create. So when we look at the, our companies and our structures within the companies, so the first things comes into place is, you know, it's a flat uh, structure. It's uh, sticks and boxes, right? And then you start thinking about, so when your company organized in a way that sort of dictates um, the, the, it's really hierarchical and it depends on who is in, in the power, who is on the top of the, that uh, structure, it sort of limits uh, how the interactions and the possibilities of people kind of interacting and organizing um, all together. And um, so my question was, what can we do to be more like um, organize ourselves as fractals versus really um, repeating this, um, you know, repeating the hierarchical structures that probably has been in the companies for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally resonate um, with this because, you know, it's like we have to think about organizational structure and be able to to draw it, but it's this insufficient way of of representing the complexities of yes. that that system to draw a bunch of like you said sticks and boxes sort of in a pile and we imagine that the complexity of a a person in a role fits in a little box and then we imagine that the only way that those people communicate is on the little sticks and that and that, that that ought to be correct effective correct. and it's a very simplified model i understand why we do that but you know you you just right. have to ignore uh, such a, a huge amount of, of complexity of, of the fact that those are people and, and people bring right, right. all kinds of multidimensional approaches and experiences and skills. and skills to their work. None of us has the same fingerprint, if you will, from a, a career Correct. and a collection of experiences. And um, I think this is what people talk about when they want to, you know, sort of bring diversity to the front. Um, yes. and yet we need to design systems that are even allowed and able to consume and, uh, and leverage diversity in a, in a positive way. How does that fit in? Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. Uh, so, um, I think that, um, there is a, a huge, um, 
movement right now around diversity, and it really talks about you know embracing everyone. But I think what we really truly need to embrace is diversity in our thinking and uh, understanding that we all come from different backgrounds and we bring our own filters, if you can say, because it's there based on our experience, how we grew up, what college we attended, what what jobs we had so far. And also it goes with our innate um, intelligence, right? You know, we think differently. Some people uh, think through feelings, some people very rational, um, so kind of bringing it all together into the structure of the company is probably um, a t- huge task. And I don't have a solution right now, but I think we have to understand that these traditional structures creating uh, limitations right now. And I also did some research on hierarchical structures, and there were quite a bit of white papers. And what uh, the white papers really um, described is that the hierarchical structures really works well when you have repetitive, simple, less complex tasks. When somebody truly tells you, okay, you need to go and do A, B, C, D, that's where the hierarchical structures support this type of work. But we know in our world, in our complex world, and especially in the world of technologies, we have creative people, we have uh, thinkers, people want to solve problems. But if we trying to restrict them with uh, telling them you need to do A, B, C, D, we are not utilizing their full dimensions, right? We are not understanding how to tap into what each individual really brings. Um, and um, I was thinking about, you know, so what's the potential things you can do? Um, in some ways, you still need a leadership element, absolutely. But I think uh, with the, if you think about um, tree, right, there is a trunk, right? The trunk is actually connects everything together and it supplies the information. So if our leadership uh, organizes an event that they perform that type of trunk and maybe more uh, thinking about becoming a, a coaches or distributors of information and soliciting the information, then I think our organization can reach that fractal type of structures where multi-dimension of each individual is is um, shining and utilized in full uh, potential. So that was that kind of initial I mean, it's, it's a huge <laughs> investment. You can appreciate how under the, the stress of, you know, capital constraints, for example, that... Yeah. You know, well, yes, that sounds great, but we all can't sit around and just think all the time and, you know, take care of each other. So it's, it's a component of, of everything. Yeah. And yet demonstrating the ROI has been a, a huge challenge that researchers have, have taken on and always, you know, try to say, well, why is it not like building, you know, widgets in a, in a factory to have a knowledge right. organization? Right. And I think that we're all struggling with this as we try to build more dynamic organizations. Everybody knows that, you know, some 80% of your cost structure is going to people. Certainly you want to get the full return out of those. And yet it's, it's hard to see, it's hard to uh, materialize that and to, to figure out how to use those resources in the best way. It's, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a very complex raw material. Um, Yes, it's true, but I would kind of challenge us. So maybe we need to, stop thinking in the terms of ROI <laughs> around people. Um, because I think that um, when people are happy and when they're uh, 
happy at the place and they contribute with their full potential, the ROI is 10, 100 times uh, fold uh, more than um, just telling somebody to complete or meet certain objectives. So um, I understand, you know, we are not there. This is the the world that um, we may want to evolve or figure out how to get to get to. But I think we have opportunities to sort of start maybe loosening up our structures in terms of be, uh, always trying to control certain things or telling people what to do, you know. So by creating an environment where uh, my – so if I, I, I will speak about myself. So if I come to work and I bring everything I learned so far and I build my – mind, the scientific mind that actually builds connection, just a determined strategy. And I feel that uh, everything I, I bring when I solve a complex problem with my full self, I'm actually helping the company uh, to get to a different level. And I think the, the idea is always, you know, think about it's like a tree. It always grows. And the same applies to company. And in order to grow, it means you have to take into account every element and every human being that is given to you to create that uh, different structures. So in some ways, uh, organizations have to think about the flexibility around their structures. So instead of always building this, uh, you know, the, the hierarchy of tree, you know, the, the organizational tree, Think about maybe organizing people by a specific effort where you have flexibility to pull uh, people together like a Hollywood production and find the best to do the work just for that particular effort, right? And then you move them again to a, a new set of tasks that are needed or emerging that needs to be solved by the by the company. Right, right. So. And you know, we've we've had other guests talk about, you know, swift action teams and, and different approaches like that where you yes. you know you assemble teams and uh, work toward a specific objective and then wind that team down and look for something else for next. to do. Right, right. right. And that uh, right. taking right. A, a problem and, and solution based disposition. So, you know, every every fire that is a thing we want to solve, you know, gets an owner and a team that, that gets to work on that. And, uh, you know, lots, lots of approaches that way. And I do think it takes a leadership leap to allow those yeah. things to, to happen because, right. you know, when you're in charge, losing control of things feels scary and, and yet we can't avoid it. Right. You know, we, we get to a, a scale that is simply impossible for, for one person or a small team to, yeah, process. correct. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, imagine how much stress it puts on that person if he has, he has to solve all the problem in the world or, you know, think um, about the future. Uh, so in some ways, it is this uh, great opportunity for, for leaders in place, um, sometimes let go and sometimes to maybe step back and being in the role of a coach when you're observing how your team performs and you simply direct them or provide additional strategy or uh, self-course uh, um, correction, right? Um, instead of figuring out everything and spilling out everything and knowing how, I think it's not possible in our world. There's too much complexity that we're dealing with. Absolutely. So, okay, let's, so we've got a bunch of, uh, you're talking to 20,000 engineering leaders right now. So, um, you know, maybe some tips of things that, that have worked as you've brought this mindset 
to work that, that you do have a big organization that that reports to you mm-hmm. and that you've had to build structure yeah. and strategy around what things have worked and maybe some things that you know didn't work the way that that you hoped sure so the thing that really worked for me um and just probably me personally when we are trying to um, take on really big initiative, uh, like same as a DevOps, um, I was fortunate to kind of reach out and form a grassroots initiative. Like we formed a, a, a group of developers. And then, you know, you kind of work almost individually with each of the person. You see what, uh, what their interest is and you support that. Uh, and you try to um, figure out the task that fits that particular mindset. But at the same time, it's all about helping people to build the internal connection. And my goal always, if I can step out and see the team uh, doing things on their own and figuring out next set of tasks they need to solve, next set of uh, um, tools they need to want to learn, I think my goal is done. And I think this year I saw that we we actually build a specific uh, implementation for one of our biggest initiatives around DevOps. And the team worked absolutely independently you really stay uh, on the side and that just a coach you try to say okay guys we need to maybe think about this opportunity here or we need to maybe refine some of our initial processes so i think it's really for me as a, you know being in my role and um trying to lead and help people it is all about you know inspiring but then stepping back you know you inspire people to go and do some crazy stuff that they haven't done before, but then you have to step back and you need to natural, natural processes, natural talents of people evolve by on its own. It's messy. It's like cares. But if you think about also fractals goes back to fractals. Uh, I don't know if you, how much you know about cares, but uh, with the natural processes in chaotic system, they always reach as a, uh, a structure that internally evolves, and that structure is beautiful. If you if you look at some visuals, they're beautiful. And I think um, in many of our organization, if we just allow the people to evolve through the cares, through that mess, and it's very tough to to stay aside and watch it because you always want to jump in and start solving and and telling people what to do and what where they need to go. Um, but if you find the right balance of guiding and then stepping back out then you will see at the end that uh, the structures that are created and how people work together are beautiful. You know, they feel different. They feel different. And I should note for our listeners at home that, you know, maybe you're thinking that you are uh, in an industry that is is very forward-looking or maybe, you know, working at a startup, but uh, I happen to know <laughs> that that's not the case. I am an insurance industry, right? And we... we yeah, we're not. Not a place that's commonly known for uh, moving quickly yeah. and doing lots of things that are super innovative. As I said, I, I mean, I'm, I've been fortunate that people around me supported uh, my ideas and they let me actually, um, you know, I'm maybe that example where the organization saw something in me and supported who I am and allowed me to kind of, um, move forward with the strategy, with the ideas, and now it's it's really helping the organization. So that's this the the loop back, right? So you let somebody to move forward with who they are, what they bring best to the table, and you get their very um, impactful or influential outcome. 
I love that. I don't know if we could do better than that. You know, I think I better wrap up here and just say, no, Oksana, thank sure. you. This, this is really inspiring. And uh, we'll uh, make sure we link out to, you know, any of the, the work there that can help other people you know, take the, uh, the fractal organizational journey. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much, Laj. I appreciate the time and the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.